Like sands through the hourglass, so are the days of our lives. I like this accent. Welcome to Best Friends Pod. You know, I was going to try to do like a. I was trying to. I was going to echo Erica's like Southern twang in the countdown and be like, "Welcome to Big Bob's Best Friends Pod." (laughs) I don't know, Um, but I, 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 I don't know. I decided not to, but, but I guess I decided to. I don't know. It was it was a long shot. Anyways, I'm your host, Aaron Weiss, and you are down with the sickness. Um, oh, I, I, I just talk sometimes, guys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Aaron's not sick, guys. I'm joined by my lovely wife, Erica J. Weiss. Howdy. Just to clarify for the people at home, Aaron's like, sick. Not like, aw, sick. You know what I mean? Oh, he's like, he's sick. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Sick okay. Time. Yes. I like that. Talks is important. Mm-hmm. And as always, we are joined <laughs> by the coolest cats in an undisclosed location. Oh <laughs> Caleb J. Peeler and Megan <laughs> K. Peeler. Yeah, yeah. Don't you dare listen to past podcasts. I was listening to last, last, oh, the last recorded episode, the one that I just posted yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, because I, I'm just a heinous human being. Also, and the listeners don't even have to know that because you won't be uploading this for a few days at least. It's true. I probably won't upload it till next Monday, if I'm going to be honest with you. So yeah, last week's episode. Last Perfect. week's episode. And uh, the amount of times that we came back to alluding to where we live is so funny <laughs> like it, ha- it has to be one of the best recurring jokes we've had <laughs> I love it. but yeah i get some recurring jokes going get the, the viewers listening and laughing. absolutely get some inside jokes keep them on their toes listeners. yes because yes. you know what their dogs are barking unfortunately <laughs> <laughs> um Anywho, um, this is Best Friends Pod, where each and every week four best friends gather around Google Meet uh, (laughs) because we love corporations and uh, we just talk about whatever we want to talk about for like an hour or so. Uh, If you like that and you want to be a part of the show, write us at WeissCastPodcast at gmail.com where the email that I check every you know, three minutes um, <laughs> because I'm so up to date with it. And you can't get any work done because you can checking wise Cassie. <laughs> it's so true. Um, also, uh, you can you can email some topic suggestions for us. Uh, no one's ever done that. Uh, I would know. I check every three minutes. <laughs> and um, it'd be really cool if someone would send send a suggestion. Maybe. Maybe our good friend Jack Dufour did. <laughs> I don't know. Like five years ago. Yeah, I mean, if I could, if I could scroll back to that, you know. Because there's so many emails to go through. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> the question is, Aaron, do you check in your sleep? So you check every three minutes in your sleep. I have an alarm for every three minutes in my oh, sleep. Oh gosh, that's a nightmare. Erica has to sleep in another house. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> But yeah, give us some topics. Um, you know, sometimes we can't think of things like me sometimes. last week, like some of us this week. Um, I literally <laughs> made fun of myself for last week. The one where Aaron's unprepared. Um, that's the name <laughs> of the episode. Um, so, yeah, uh, I think I might be the most prepared unless you found a BuzzFeed quiz. Did you find a BuzzFeed quiz? I did find a BuzzFeed quiz. I'm not like tied to it being the one that we go through, but okay, I, think I can start would, though. I was gonna say I think it would be fun, but part of me wants to wait for a certain event to happen before Let's we do, do that. This Let's the train. <laughs> okay. Um. So I'll just start. So today, I don't know what got me thinking about it, but I was thinking about like 
field trips <laughs> when I was, you know, like coming up through school. And there's so many memorable ones. And there's even a few like overnight field trips. And I was I was trying to think of like what did my favorite field trips like involve? Um so that made me remember the one time I think it was fourth grade, we went to a Renaissance festival and that was really cool. I got some like wooden swords and stuff nice. because you know I was that kid. And <laughs> I had so many friends. <laughs> um, hey, you have four right now, or three right it, now. So, yeah, they're all okay. right here. They're <laughs> right here. <laughs> um, another, I think it might have been third grade. We went to um, this place called Westville, and it was like an old west like reenactment mm. thing uh, attraction, and it was really cool. Um, I don't remember much about it except they had incredible lemonade. Uh, it, my my senior year, we went to the bodies exhibit here in Atlanta, and that was freaky, but it was also kind of cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think I think my favorite times in school were or field trips because it was so nice to get out of the classroom even if we were only gone for like half the day like mm -hmm. doing something like local it was just so fun and yeah. we always you know got to I, I don't know about you guys but whenever we were on field trips we usually got to eat out somewhere and mm -hmm. it, depending on where we were we might go to the mall and eat mm -hmm. and I always loved eating in like food courts and stuff, especially like on trips like that. And um, to some of you listeners and maybe even you guys, it probably doesn't sound that special, but you know, I grew up in a small town. We didn't have a mall. We didn't have a food court. Um, so that I just think like the big city. I was in the big city of <laughs> Montgomery. <laughs> um, yeah, there, there was just some really cool, experiences i had and i think my first overnight field trip was was it fifth grade 4-h camp yeah i bet so i feel like most fifth graders do 4-h camps yeah and granted i had gone to like sleepaway camp before then so it wasn't like it wasn't like weird but some of these kids it was like their first time like on a trip like this and it was so funny to see <laughs> these noobs being away from home. Um, most of those kids have still not left uh, the South. So nice. makes sense. Um, but yeah, I was just wondering, like, what are some of the field trips that maybe stick out to your, in your memory or like, did you have a favorite one or, or like, what did your favorite, field trips entail like mine were usually like either history or like english i didn't really particularly care for the bodies exhibit which was obviously like science but mm -hmm. um yeah um, anyone um i remember in so i grew up in florida so like an iconic um field trip was that you'd go to the kennedy space center on Florida mm -hmm. and we'd spend a day there so I remember going to that in fifth grade and that was pretty fun I think I really just loved hanging out with friends mm -hmm. it wasn't because I was like this big space person especially not in fifth grade I don't know how much I really cared I mean it was cool but you know yeah. but I just loved like like I went on a hangout with friends but I'm in fifth grade <laughs> I usually can't mm -hmm. do that with friends and my mom I am pretty certain was on that field trip I have a feeling, but I don't remember, like, I don't remember her much, <laughs> like, act during the field trip, so that's nice. <laughs> I mean, because I probably felt so cool. Because you, know? you got wasted. Yeah, the Kennedy Space Center that was just serving alcohol to fifth graders. <laughs> um, I remember that one was fun. I know we've gone on other ones in elementary school, but, like, 
nothing's i'm not remembering anything but in high school i was in a marine biology class and we when you took it your marine biology two, there was a keys trip mm. that you would go to this like uh, research area and um you would stay there for two nights and i remember that was very fun we actually borrowed my mom's car but she was unable to come on the trip um but i remember like there was only i mean a handful of us that were able to go yeah. but i remember that was really fun just like the drive down and like hanging out with our friends and we got to like go in the ocean and i do think like marine biology stuff is interesting i mean i just like the ocean and swimming and seeing some fishies but i remember mm-hmm. that one was really fun and very interesting and those are really the only two field trips I can, like, think of, which are very, like, Florida field trips. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what, all that, like, sticks out to me. I, sorry. You can I was going to say, I actually did a marine biology field trip as well in eighth grade. We went to um, Jekyll Island in mm, Georgia. And it was awesome. I mean, that's, like, if you don't know, it's pretty much it's it's like very not developed especially like for that area because in that area is like saint simon's island which is a very popular beach destination like it's purposely like minimally developed so that right. people... that's a place that has wild horses it's near there it's okay. near there but yeah i mean there's like a bunch of what do, what do they call it they, they call it something but there's like these live oaks that are just like they're kind of native to that area of georgia mm-hmm. and but they're like all these ones have like been uprooted by a hurricane or something and they're just like on the beach and they're like they just look really cool huh. i think they're and, about, yeah yeah and there's you know like marshes and stuff and yeah it was it was a cool trip i definitely i agree that marine biology was probably like the coolest of the science trips yeah i i feel like i didn't go on a lot of field trips like we that i can recall like we never had a like stay away mm-hmm. on a field trip and like my growing up um i know like it's kind of different because like i did a lot of stuff in boy scout so separating like trips i did in boy scout right because we kind of lost some more stuff right um sometimes and also i do remember specifically like going to like like church camp i was going some like stay awake thing mm-hmm. and kids were like, freaking out about being away from my parents and mm-hmm. i was like in cups go so it's like oh i've slept away from my parents before <laughs> that's how i was on my fifth grade trip <laughs> that's how i was on my fifth grade trip <laughs> yeah basically and so I one six out is I remember in like first grade we went to this place. I don't know why, but like the big thing was they had a very big like playground. And mm-hmm. like there's gonna be like like go to this like I'm sure they had some education thing. But we're gonna like go to this education thing, have lunch, and we get to play on this playground for like an hour or two. Right. Which was like I was so excited for and I was like nervous because I was like Oh, like I knew my friend in another first grade class was gonna be on that trip, and I was like, "Am I allowed to play with him?" And I like kept asking my teacher, like, "So we were allowed to play with like other students from the classes, right?" That's such a like. And I don't know why I like that. How six, old were you? I was six, first grade. Six, first six. grade. Sorry, I like missed that. I was six six, so like I don't know why that kept on being like, like was such a big. That's question. such a first grade. Yeah. Like that totally tracks. <laughs> and um, so wait. I am allowed to play with other classes. <laughs> we can mix grades. <laughs> um, That's so funny. That was a really fun one. I remember, um, I always loved field trip days. Like, I remember, I loved coming back to school because it was always like, <laughs> it was always at like, the end of the day and you only had like an hour or two left. Right. So it's like basically just playtime. Mm-hmm. So that was always a lot of fun. Um, I had a, I remember we went to the Fern Bank, which mm-hmm. is in an undisclosed city to the east of us. No, west of us right now, to the east mm-hmm. of. What? Well, if you didn't say where we were from, you could have just said the city and they would not uh, know. Yeah. Just say the city. Please just say it. Please. <laughs> it's a museum in Atlanta called the Fern Bank. Oh my gosh. Okay. They change, they change exhibits every 
they have a few things that stay there. Stay there. Mm-hmm. They have like some some move. Yes. Um, and so like, when I was there, um, this is like permanent. They have a they have lots of skeletons, like dinosaur yes. skeletons. Um, so like, I I think if I could go to school now and not have to pay for anything and like do whatever, I would be pay, go to school for paleontology. Um, cause I guess, mm. like, fascinating. Um, and so like, third third grade me like. I was so excited to see Rex, and they had a Stegosaurus, um, and it had some other stuff. But they also had like a whole chocolate exhibit, and I remember just like having a lot of fun because like my friend Cayman and I were in, that's when we met in third grade, mm-hmm. um, and um, I remember like we just had a lot of fun goofing on the bus, being little third graders, and like hanging out, running around. Because I remember like. I'm surprised to let us do this because in my head it was like once we got to the bank, the firm bank, it was like, oh, like, be back here like in like two hours, run for you. Which I can't, I don't think that's how it was, but in my head, there's no way. <laughs> in my head, it was like we could just go around and do whatever for mm-hmm. two hours. I remember like there was a exhibit on chocolate, like the history of chocolate, right. yeah. which I remember like a quirk of Caymans. Is he does not like chocolate. Yeah. I don't know if that's changed or not. I remember that's something. Wait, I mean, what was the quirk of Caymans? I didn't hear that. He does not like chocolate. Oh. So, like, I was like, I basically wanted to go through this exhibit just because I knew he was like, I don't like chocolate. And I was like, well, I'm going to like be a little snot nosed to Cayman and make him go. <laughs> <laughs> Bad friend. Um, so that was, that was yeah. a fun one, I remember. Um, we did not do anything. And we had like one trip in middle school, and it was like two performance arts center to watch a play about civil rights, which was like probably good. But it was also like in sixth grade. Yeah. Uh, and my senior year of high school, I also went to the bias exhibit, and it was weird, but it was kind of cool. Um, and we went to the varsity afterwards. I remember that. I'm pretty sure like, we went to the varsity as well. Absolutely. I feel that that like that feel that as like a. Any high school class going to Atlantic for a field trip, gotta go to varsity. Um, so that was a fun trip. It was, I remember it was probably like, a worse idea for my class because we had so much further to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, like the varsity, the runs. Yes, I'm aware. Um, but it was a fun trip. Um, and it was nice to like miss all day of school, mm-hmm. um, basically for that. So I think I just like missing school. Yeah, Erica. Um, I have like a little funny field trip story, and then an actual like good field trip. Um, but my funny one is that it was a tradition at my elementary school that the fifth graders would always go to the space camp or the space center that you were talking about, Megan, in Florida, and they did like this big trip because my elementary school was not in Florida, so that was like a (gasps) they're going to Florida. So the fifth graders would do that. And then another field trip, quote unquote field trip that the fifth graders would have in the year was to go to Fernbank also for a like sex ed class, which it was the fifth graders like first introduction to sex ed. And it was like a tradition every year. That's like the field trips that they get is the space camp and sex ed at, um, at Fernbank. Well, my fifth grade year, the prince we had a new principal, and he canceled both of those because he was like, "I'm not taking a class of children out of state, and I'm not letting them learn about sex ed when they're ten. Like, neither of those things are going to happen." So he canceled both of them, and I remember being like, "My fifth grade experience is ruined." Like, <laughs> all the other fifth graders before us got to do these trips, and now we don't, and life is so sad. So. Um, what we ended up doing was going to, I think it's still a 4-H camp, but I might be wrong, called Rock Eagle. Can you yeah. confirm, Aaron? That's yeah. 4-H? That's, that's um, a, and that it was fun. And I remember I was excited to get in the canoe, um, but the principal tested out the canoes, quote-unquote tested out the canoes before he let any of the kids, kids get in. And he fell out of his canoe, not because the canoes were faulty, but because he just simply fell out of it. Yeah. So he didn't let anyone else get into the canoes. The principal is no fun. Um, and I just remember being like, Ugh, 
as principal stunting my journey into teenagehood by not like, letting us get in these canoes, not letting us go to space camp. Like, I was just so bummed. I mean... Um, I didn't really care about sex at Fern Bank. I really didn't. But I was like, regardless, he's so rude for not letting us do all the fifth grade things. Yeah. So that's like my um, funny little fifth grade field trip memory. But my favorite field trip, I think, was senior year of high school. And we got to go to Disney World, which was so crazy. And it was part of my finance class. We went to Disney with the purpose of going to, quote unquote, underground Disney, mm-hmm. which is like the where the Disney workers, a.k.a. the cast members of Disney World, work when they're not, you know, up on the main place, like doing the performances and whatnot. Yeah. There's like these hallways underneath disney world that they call the utilidors yeah and um we got to go get a tour and see where you know mickey mouse comes to hang out when he doesn't have his head on and where the disney princesses go but you're not allowed to say like at disney you can't say oh who's the person who plays mickey right you say who is mickey's friend this week or whatever so that way you know who will be playing Mickey all week, but you can't say playing Mickey. Right. You have to say who was Mickey's friend this week. So it's just kind of a funny, it was a funny experience, but it was That's a lot of fun. Cool. And it was the last time I went to Disney World. The most recent time, I should say, because I would love to go back. But it was just so fun. And I think to go when I was like 18 and I had all my besties and, you know, we could just wake up in the morning, get on our school's little shuttle bus and yeah you know, take the shuttle from where we were staying to Disney World for, like, three mornings in a row. It was just awesome, so. That is cool. Yeah, that was a lot of fun, and I was sitting next to one of my teachers on the plane, and I, um, she was, like, grading papers on the plane, and I was, like, give me a good grade, ha, 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 and I think she actually did, which was so nice of her, so. Good. Yeah, that's my, that's my favorite field trip. That's fun. That's fun. Um, I personally changed my topic from BuzzFeed quiz because I was going to give us a Taylor Swift BuzzFeed quiz, but I kind of want to save the Taylor Swift moment for next month with the release of the new album. So I'm going to pocket that for now. And instead, I would love to keep the Disney theme going and talk about, did anyone see the new trailer for the new Little Mermaid movie? I did. We yeah we together, did right? right was that the trailer that watched we watched the together. other night i mean there... probably not like the full trailer but the little teaser trailer you know uh, of i have not seen the full one i think i thought that was what they I had so seen... far no i there isn't a full one yet is what i'm saying oh, like oh, I, oh. I don't think that's the full trailer i think it's just the little teaser trailer but it's just uh ariel singing it's just ariel singing a song oh yes i have um I'm excited for that movie. I don't know if anyone else is, but I'm excited because I feel like the Disney remakes that they've been doing have been very hit or miss and usually yeah. miss to me. Yeah. I agree. I don't know what y'all's thoughts are, but I agree. Most of the time a miss. Yeah. So anyways, I feel like this is going to be good because it looked so pretty. I love the whole under the sea vibe. Like, oh, it's just so pretty. <laughs> and then I love um, Halle Bailey. It's just, like, a o- great singer. Like, has an awesome right. voice. And so I feel like she's going to be really good. And I don't know if y'all have seen, but there have been a bunch of, like, reels and TikToks and stuff of, like, little black four-year-old girls, like, reacting to uh, the trailer. And it's so cute. And so I've been talking to a bunch of my students the past couple of days like did y'all see the trailer are y'all excited and they're all really excited so i'm looking forward to it i don't know if anyone else has any thoughts about disney or about the movie or about disney remakes but that's just kind of what i've been thinking about recently for the past few days is that trailer the only disney remake i think i've seen because i think at its core like i don't like the idea of Disney remakes especially lion king and Aladdin, because those are, like, monumental ones for me growing up that, like, I think both Lion King and Lion are, like, near-perfect movies, so why do we need them again? But I have seen Jungle Book, and I thought the Jungle Book was really good. The remake? 
remake, yes. I fell asleep during it. I liked it. Um, I think, like, that one was because, like, Jungle Book was so, was, like, of the era of Disney that, like, it was famous, but, like, it wasn't one a lot of people grew up with anymore. Hmm. I I know anyone who was like, I love Jungle Book. Like, I don't remember mm-hmm. watching Jungle Book growing up. I'm sure you do. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I remember liking, I like other girls. I liked Jungle Book. Um, and I think, I don't know why Little Mermaid feels like, oh, that makes sense to do live action more than, like, some of the other ones. I, I can't, like, verbalize why, like, I'm less in distaste of that, of, like, a live action Little Mermaid than a live action, like, Lion King and Aladdin. Uh, I think maybe because, like, I am much more attached to Lion King and Aladdin than I am. Yeah. Like, Little Mermaid. Uh, I think it's also cool, like, I love that there's been lots of, like, people, like, losing their minds with the fact they cast someone of color as Ariel, which is, like, yeah. annoying. Oh, okay. I was like, I don't use, like, Instagram or anything during the week, so I don't see anything <laughs> anymore. Right. Honestly, fine. Uh, I do kind of, like, hate and love that her name is Haley. Holly Berry. Holly, Holly Bailey. Sorry. I know I'm saying it wrong. It's Hallie sorry. Bailey, yeah. Hallie Bailey. H- her, her first name is spelled H-A-L-L-E. Um, yeah, and it's Hallie. Hallie. Hallie, Hallie, Hallie. And I don't know why I want to say anything. I keep on wanting to say Hallie Berry. Yes, yeah. you do. Uh, but she's not, not playing Ariel. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I, you know, Disney... What? <laughs> it's like I can't tell what your thoughts are right now. Uh, I'm like pretty neutral on Disney right now. They like, like they can, they have the means to do some really good stuff, and I think they always take the safe bet, which is like fair. They're gonna make money either way. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I think I I like the reason why we have like huge movies like Lion King and Aladdin. Uh, it's because in the '90s they like were running out of money, and yes. they really had to make bangers. There was a necessity to make bangers. Mm-hmm. And now they're in a space where it's like, we're going to make money no matter what. So why care? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, I I think I'm kind of in a similar boat to you, Caleb. Um, I definitely grew up more attached to Lion King and Aladdin and saw those remakes. And I wasn't. I'm just saying, boys. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Lion King remake was essentially a one-to-one remake from the original, and it was so lifeless and dull. Well, okay, the Lion King doesn't make sense to right do a quote-unquote yeah. live-action remake of. Because it's not live action. They didn't have lions singing and dancing. Right. They had to still animate it with CGI. So and it's it looked like, great. It looked great, but I don't think it was necessary at all. Whereas I feel like Little Mermaid makes more sense because they have to do some CG to like make the tail look good, make the under the sea vibe look good. Yeah. But they still have a real girl playing Ariel. Right. So it just makes so much more sense to me. Right, and that wasn't necessarily my point. Oh, my bad. <laughs> um, I was just saying I it was lifeless and kind of dull, and like they didn't really take any artistic liberties with it. Whereas Aladdin did take some artistic liberties, like there was like more of this like Will Smith was not trying to be Robin Williams mm. in the genie role. Like, he was very much being Will Smith. And, like, there, I don't know. I just felt like they did a better job with Aladdin. And I think that goes with your point, is that there was actually real people. Yeah. As opposed to remaking a movie with talking animals. Yeah. And I think that probably the best parts of Little Mermaid will be the parts where like with the, like the dialogue between Ariel and her dad or Ariel and Eric. Um, 
I can't imagine like I mean maybe Sebastian will still be hilarious like you know what I mean mm-hmm. maybe Flounder will still be a timid little guy um mm-hmm. but like I can't imagine that those parts would be probably as good as the original yeah no I agree with that um but I I do love that um I do love the, like the representation in like um just one of the most famous Disney princesses is now um going to be seen in a whole different light yeah like these by days. an entirely new generation and it's really cool and I know there's been a lot of like back and forth on like some people don't like the casting not because of like oh i uh or not because of their like racism or whatever um i've heard i've heard some people some some people who are black criticize the casting like because just give them an entirely different character like you don't necessarily like representation is cool but like this character already exists we want you know original story original characters and that's why i think that's why people love princess and the frog so much mm-hmm. um you know the first black disney princess even though she wasn't black for most of the movie because she was quite literally a frog yeah, yeah. <laughs> right and, and yeah i don't want to shy away from that but yeah. i mean like and i guess i can see where they're coming from but I don't know. No, it, I can hear both sides of it. Yeah, it, I it's mean, kind of a hot, hot topic, hot, hot topic of discussion right now. It's it's really hard to imagine that as someone who isn't underrepresented in film. Mm-hmm. I mean, every generic action hero is your standard white dude. Like right. it, it's hard for me to imagine like wanting an original character. Um, because you know, yeah, a lot of like ninety nine percent of characters in history were thought of as, yeah, like yeah. a white person. Yeah. Um, like, because it's something I don't, I don't get. Because like most characters look more like me, yeah. Um, especially, especially even just being like a white male, like that's what you are. Yep, <laughs> that's uh, what so you just said. Like it's like even like Megan, like. They had like fewer like characters like female lead representation, I suppose. I guess like because I, uh, I guess well, what, like within Disney or just in general. <laughs> I guess it's a hard question too. Okay, mm-hmm. and I don't want to. I mean, we can, no. but. Oh. Um. Okay. Well, also, I was gonna say like, just because there's been like plenty of white girls in Disney movies doesn't mean that they've been like strong women, you know? Right. Yeah. So so we, we can we can want more representation in all categories. It doesn't yeah. just have to be we want more black girls. Yeah, we didn't really get like strong independent women like really until Frozen. I was gonna say until Jasmine said, I'm uh, not surprised to be one. Oh, that's yeah. true. That was like the like first Mulan's time Disney said something. That's very true. <laughs> I like Mulan a lot. Oh yeah, Mulan. Yeah, sure. you're right. You're right. Same Definitely China. happened earlier than than Frozen. Yeah, so I, I more grew up with when those girls were more popular than like the Cinderellas or the Sleeping Beauties because that was right. for me. But I also like I'm not. I was not aware of these things yeah. until like late high school where i was like wait a minute <laughs> yeah <laughs> really but yeah i'm excited for i mean i'm kind of excited i haven't really given much thought to it i think i'm very uh hesitant on just i think because most of them and the most of them being flops the live action yeah i know that i'm just like i mean all the stuff i'm glad there's like some good things but i'm also like i'm just still worried it's gonna look bad <laughs> yeah that's very all that. and i was just looking at the casting and i don't love that was it melissa mccarthy is ursula no no no. a little bizarre i don't love that i want ursula to be an actual drag queen playing ursula like someone who is a drag queen in real life 
I don't know who. I'm not familiar with the drag queen scene, but I think that's RuPaul. (laughs) I want RuPaul as Ursula. Like, because that's a a thing where Ursula's been related to like someone, I believe at least, that it's a a drag queen kind of persona or something like that. I've heard. And so, in my head, I'm like, well, this is. This is gonna be a droop. I'm not saying I that they would have. I would have also been almost pleasantly surprised if they had. But Melissa McCarthy, I don't know. I'm so sure that okay. McCarthy has the bravado. I don't, I don't really like, know. For like, like she actually can be humorous, but I don't see her having the like powerful bravado ever. And like maybe I just haven't seen her in a in a evil queen type thing. I guess I don't really know. I just love Ursula. That I'm kind of like I wish. You, you I don't ever know. Seen her as in half octopus. Pardon? <laughs> Have you ever seen her as a half octopus? I guess not yet. Me neither. <laughs> I know. Who knows? So I don't know. I'm a little. I'm excited. And, like I liked Little Mermaid a lot, and I think it, I'm gonna watch it when it comes out, of course, and all that. But I think I'm still like I have slowly faded out of caring as much about any of the Disney remakes or anything like that, just because. I don't know. I, I think a lot of times in my head, I'm like, well, I just, like, I've seen this story before, even though I know a lot of them still, like, they make some changes to it and everything. And also hearing how poorly they seem to end up, that I'm just kind of like, I don't really keep up with it anymore. But the aerial teaser looked very good. So I'm hoping that's how it looks. The rest of the movie would be cool. So I'll definitely watch it. I think it'll be, I think it's still impactful. You know, four-year-olds aren't going to be like, this CGI is crap. Right, <laughs> and that's really who it's kind of for us, but also I really it's for the kids growing up with it. As yeah, well. right. I remember, like college, like when Black Panther came out. Just like I remember, I remember seeing it game with like somebody. Night game. It was Infinity War. Okay, you saw a Marvel movie, <laughs> and like the person when like when Black Panther like poofs away yeah he like for like good reason but, yeah like, he like i just like he that we talked about afterward he was like he was just so attached to like black panther as a character because yeah. like it looked like him yeah he was just like so distraught about it and yeah i was like i get it also he's gonna come back man yeah <laughs> so anyway yeah any cool. other thoughts erica anyone um Okay. Yeah, let's move on. Okay. Let's move on. <laughs> um, I like after I thought about this, I think I might have asked this one already. Oh gosh. <laughs> so if I have skipping. Skip it. Oh I'm um so basically I'm an English teacher, some of you all know. What? Yeah. That's what you've been doing? Yeah. <laughs> um so I just want to hear like what are some of your favorite books you've had to read in like school? I'd include college into that too. I don't know if you've asked this one. Okay. I don't remember it, at least. Hmm. I, oh my goodness. I also, like, I know there's books I've enjoyed, but, like, I won't remember the names of the books. And honestly, they're probably in my, like, in my home in Florida, because, like, you know, I had to buy them for class and everything. Oh, I wish I could remember the names of them, because there was two really good ones. One was, like, um... I don't know, there was, like, a magic element to it in a way, like, a sort of supernatural element, and it was, like, following this, like, Hispanic family and their, like, lives. Oh, Do you remember? Know, it was, like, a I, yellow book. No, I know what you're talking about. That one I, was really cool. It also has, like, some Spanish face in it. Oh, yes, yeah. I, yeah, I, I really like that one. Yeah. Uh, the Things We Carried was, like, very good. I really like that one. Um, Great Gatsby was, like, a fun read. That's, like, kind of a classic good one um i like to kill a mockingbird i'm trying to think people jump in (laughs) if you have any um i think yeah i read great gatsby as well and i remember that being one of the first books that i was like oh i'm like i'm glad i was assigned that you know it was very good timing because I was reading it right around the time that the movie was coming out. Right. Um, and so it just worked out that there was like hype around it at the moment. So I was excited to read it. Mm-hmm. I think it might have been one of the first times I felt like I read the book and I can contribute to 
Like, I know I can write an essay about it, and I know I can contribute to the class discussions confidently. Thank so you. I felt good about that. Um, but then, in, oh, also, we had, like, a great Gatsby-themed class party That's um, so. at the end of that unit, and that was cute. We all dressed up and stuff. So, um, but then in college, I read a couple of really good ones also as an English major. So, um, yeah. one of my favorites was called Americana, which was, it's like semi-autobiographical. Um, right. It's about a woman who moved from Nigeria to America and her experience. And it's just really good. It's like kind of a love story, kind of not. And it just basically talks about her experience, like, being black for the first time because when you're in Nigeria, you aren't black. You're just a Nigerian person. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not really when you come to a place where there's lots of different races and black isn't the predominant race that you actually feel black, I guess. So it just, it was like, I've never heard it described that way. And I had a very good time reading it and I feel like I learned a lot from it. And then another book that I really liked from college was called White Teeth which is by Zadie Smith. Um, yeah, Zadie Smith is like a British author who has some good books out. White Teeth is still the only one I've read, but I've heard great things about her. Um, and that was one for my Brit Lit class where we were reading kind of all the staple British novels of ever, like starting with Beowulf, which is really not a novel, but like, you know. Like starting with Beowulf and going all the way to... Um, all the way to White Teeth, which was cool. And yeah. so that's like a 21st century novel. And so it's just cool to end with that. And um, it kind of plays with the concept of, I feel like a lot of Brit Lit focuses around like the idea of destiny and fate. And like, do we make our own fate as humans? Like, can we create our own destiny or are we always going to have the same life no matter what we do you know what i mean like that kind of yeah. idea like britlet loves to play with that yeah and so um yeah that book kind of plays with it in a very weird way with like a genetically engineered mouse and can humans actually make a mouse do what they want to do or will the mouse always have its own life it's i don't even know how to explain <laughs> it it was just like the best thing ever i was so like into it yeah, while i was I, reading it i love like high concept stuff like that i know like yeah i i'm thinking about a different book but it's white teeth the one it's like it like kind of like spirals from a lot of different points of view throughout the book is am i correct about that Yes, it does. Okay. Because um, <laughs> I haven't, I haven't read it, but that's one that's like on my list of things I'm very interested in reading. Um, so. Yeah, no, I actually still have it if you want to borrow it. But it, yeah, it follows the main character who is like a middle-aged man who is like very depressed, but then find love, finds love and his life kind of turns around. And then his stepdaughter is one of the characters that follows for a while. And his stepdaughter is probably my favorite character. And it beep bops around to all these different characters. And it's super cool. Yeah. Very cool. I remember in middle school, I read a book called Operation Stormbreaker. And it yeah. was like a... It was like a young adult, like James Bond kind of kind of book and it was so cool and i think it might even have like a tv show or a movie or something um i don't i think it's a series i only read the first one but i remember really liking it in class um we read you know a lot of different but like we read great expectations and you know great gatsby and um kind of some of the usual suspects right uh, in college, I got to read Silence, and I know Caleb's read oh, that too. That's actually got to be on my list. So, um, just an incredible book. If if you never read it, it's about um, some Jesuit missionaries from Portugal mm -hmm. um, in like feudal Japan. Oh, we know this. Yeah, and um they lose contact with their essentially like their mentor mm -hmm. and um, they want to go find out what happened to him. Um, and pretty much 
uh, he seemingly gave up his faith. Um, and it's just like about this, this whole journey. Like it's, it's so cool. Um, I definitely recommend it. It was also a really good movie by Martin Scorsese. I still have years ago. I still have uh, seen movie. It's on something now. I think it's on, it's, it's on some streaming. Cause like, um, well, if you're done, I'll go ahead and give my list real quick. Yeah, I'm I'm done. I you know I don't. I read. yeah, silence. Like he's never read. I think it was one of the most like it was one of the most like I want to say like eye opening, but it was just like so like so impactful. Like oh, like and I think like also the questioning of just like this priest being like oh like trying to connect with God, but also like is he here? Like I'm not getting anything. I just hear silence. Um, and there's just some key moments in there that are just so like gut-wrenching but also it's like it ends like in so weirdly like hopeful way it's just like it's a great book um definitely intense to read i've been meaning to go back to it for years i mean to watch the movie since it came out yeah um but <clears throat> so silence was one probably one of my favorite books i've ever had to read for class uh, another one was in high school it's um of mice and men um i don't know if y'all have read it mm-hmm. it's just like Mm-mm. oh my goodness what's the author's name i'll help you out oh, great grips of wrath steinbeck steinbeck john steinbeck thank you um but yeah john steinbeck i haven't read Anna steinbeck um but i think like the like of mice and men comes it like starts out very like simply and it's very straightforward um, but then they like they get into the complexity of like you know people with disabilities, which is something that's very like close to me. Um, and then just like the moral complexity of the end, it's just so painful. Like I don't want to ruin it. No one's read it. Know what happens? But like the ending is just such a like, oh my goodness, that had to happen. But it's awful. Um, and probably my my third one. For, for my favorite books I've had to read in class is something I read my senior year for my friend Grant Vickery, and it's called Seven Eves. Um, it is basically, I'll just read you the first line of the book because it's ama- amazing. Oh my God. The first line is, the moon blew up without warning and for no apparent reason. Okay. And just like, yeah. the rest Ooh. of the book, the rest of the book is just like, how does humanity survive after the moon blows up? And the guy who wrote it... Spoilers, it doesn't. It's a very short book. <laughs> it's a very short book, yes. As it's like 900 pages almost. Um, Acknowledgements. The the guy who wrote it um, was a like, physicist. And like he like worked for like... I feel like I remember reading he worked for like Blue Origin or something. It's like he worked for some like big science thing. So he's an actual like, scientist. And then he was like, oh, I'm going to stop being a scientist and write books. He's working for big science. He's working for big science company. <laughs> he works in the job factory. Yeah. That's yeah. Uh, pretty serious. The job factory is a pretty serious job. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Seven Eves. Um, I think just because like, it's not, there is some, like, there's definitely some philosophy and like moral complexity in it. But mostly just it captivated me so much because of just like the reality of like humanity is on a razor edge the whole book. And like you think it cannot get any worse for them and it keeps getting worse to them. And it's just such a, a wild ride of just like humanity. And then like the craziest thing twist happens and it's just like. The moon is actually not gone. The moon is actually still there. It was all a dream, yeah. Um, but yeah, Seven Eves, it's, it's a chunky one. Um, but it's probably probably one of my favorite books. Just like how exciting it was. Um, I do have I, some breaking news. Yes. As of 2020, the Alex Ryder series is still going on. Wow. Like, the, the books. Wait, that's Seven maximum ride right no that's that's stormbreaker so stormbreaker is the the main character is alex Ryder, and his first book was published in 2000 and the last one was 2020 so 
could still be ongoing. That's crazy. What's well, yeah. like the first Pusha Jackson book was like 2005 or six, and he's still releasing books within that world, but like different, all yeah. new casts at this point. Um, but yeah, cool. I, I found the book earlier the, that follows the Hispanic family. It's called The House of Spirits. Uh, it's like three generations of this family, and there's some supernatural elements, and it's very good. It's by Isabel Allende. And uh, the book I was thinking of, yeah, was Esperanza Rising. Yeah, I don't know that one. Um, which I feel like I read in fourth grade, but I don't remember anything about it. I remember being like, I really enjoyed it, but then I also remember being like, I can't enjoy this because it's about a girl. Goodness. There was also another book in high school I read that followed this boy in Africa and like his his village gets like disrupted by like uh war, basically. Mm-hmm. And I'm also like for the life of me trying to find the name of it. I think... But I remember that one was also I was very interested in. It was like a hard read in a way. Like I was interested, but I also had a tough time actually getting through it. But anyway. That was sorry. That was another one. Another one in college I liked was uh, the Jesus, Jesus I Never Knew. I really liked oh, that one by Philip Yancey. That was that was so. good. Actually, I had a, another one that really impacted for me, real quick. It was the Next Christians by. Oh shoot! I don't remember him, but it was just like very like it was a very good like. This is how like Christians can really like. Be and how Gabe Lyons. Yeah. Because I think he worked for Barner, which is a big, like... You said real quick, Buffalo, and you're about to go into anyway, this whole thing yeah. about it. It's a good one. <laughs> it, just really, it really inspired me and made me, like, yeah, okay, like, yeah, this is, like, what the next is going to look like. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. But anyway. Hi. Wow. What's your um comfort item? <laughs> That's my topic. Uh-huh. That's a good one. Two. Just two. Just two. And don't get crazy. Mm. <laughs> I already know Caleb. Does pizza I, count? Oh my gosh. I'm just kidding. What? I said, does pizza count? <laughs> I mean, honestly, you whatever you want it to be on. No. I don't have certain parameters for what a comfort item is. I know. Caleb, uh, go ahead. One of them is my water bottle, 100%. Yes. Um, I know, like, mm-hmm. as, like, a kid, I would always, like, everywhere I went, I'd always, like, if I was getting a car with my mom, if it was, like, a short ride, I'd always bring, like, a toy or an action figure with me. Mm-hmm. I was, like, I was, like, in, like, early high school, and I, like, just had, like, had one with me. Yeah. In the car. And my mom was, like, why do you, like, still bring action figures in the car with you? And I was, like, looked at it, I was, like, I don't know, because I don't even play I can't with stop. It. <laughs> I don't even play with it. I just kind of hold it. I realized, like, and when, when I pointed out about toys, it became books that I always just have like a book. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it changed a lot for me. I think I just like to have something I kind of like hold on to to like almost like ground myself when I'm like out. Hmm. That's not as yeah, bad yeah. anymore. Yeah, I remember no, no. like in high school, it was like I always wanted like something to hold. Yeah. Um, that but works. Other than my water bottle, I only have a like comfort item. I love good blanket. But... Yeah, I think that works. I don't works. have a specific blanket, so. That still counts. Yeah. Oh, boy, do I have a specific blanket. Tell us. <laughs> um, yeah, no, in my bed right now is my baby blanket. Wow. And I don't know if I can consider it, like, a comfort item in a very deep way because, like, I remember my sister's baby blanket. She just took that thing around with her everywhere. Like, it was in her backpack when she went to school. It was, like always with her um and i was never like that with mine but like i mean for sure to this day if i'm like feeling sad feeling down i i would love to be holding my baby blanket um it's just it's just so soft and so pink and fluffy it's like the best um and then another comfort item i would have to think about for a second i'll let i'll let aaron share anything that he has So I was thinking, and I I do have a particular blanket that I really like. Um, it's ironically I haven't used it in a while. Um, I don't know why, but 
uh, I think that maybe the one that I use the most is the pillow that I sleep on. Um, it's just, you know, pretty solid pillow. Really like it. Um, and maybe an honorable mention is my Squishmallow. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, those are good ones. Um, you know that I'm really thinking about it. I, I think I've I have not had like a recurring comfort item that I can think of necessarily. I've become much more like wanting something in bed with me, but it does like switch out which squashmallow is gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> it's not one specifically, and I like whenever I'm sitting, I always like to have something in my yeah. lap that's like I'm holding on to, big like a pillow, a, a big blanket, <laughs> a squashmallow is kind of perfect for that. So I think I like that when I'm sleeping now. Like, I don't know. I've been rotating where there's like usually always one. Mostly that's in bed all night. At some point, sometimes I just throw it out because it's too much. Um, And I'm trying to think anything that I've just like kept with me. I'm also not like super sentimental. <laughs> so that makes it a little tough. Yeah. But probably maybe just some sort of like soft thing to have on my lap when I'm sitting. That's like always been a thing of mine. And then maybe, uh, I feel like this must be something, but I literally can't think of it. Um, this is my topic. How embarrassing. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. Our ottoman might become our, my comfort thing because I love that Dude, thing. <laughs> yeah. That's going to go everywhere forever. I love that ottoman so much. Yeah. So, and yeah, that's. That's all I can think of. I know there's some old, um, maybe, like, pictures mm. that I've just, like, made sure to always, like, take with me or, like, have with me. Whether they're even displayed or not, I've just, like, always kept them. Mm -hmm. So, that might be another thing. So, that's all. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. I literally saw Caleb's water bottle. I was like, oh, yep, that's my topic. Yep. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Cool. Oh, also Ladies the book. Oh, sorry. Update on book title that I did find was "Things Fall Apart." That was the one that was following a boy whose village was war torn, and which it's actually like that him. one is recommended for tenth grade. Tenth grade, I probably read and it. Like, in 10th I grade. thought I thought about reading it, but last year, but I was like, didn't read it. So. Yeah, so it's very good. I haven't read. Also, it. another one at home. But anyway, sorry. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. That concludes Best Friends Pod. There's all four of us? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess it was. Mm -hmm. wow. Yeah, yeah. Time flies when you're having fun, man. Um, um, we will be back next week with more topics and more discussion. Uh, until then, enjoy this song. Uh -huh.